Good morning and welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven. I am Adam Wright, so happy to be with you on this Thursday morning, the final day of November, November 30th, as we continue our preparation for Advent, which begins on Sunday. Let's begin our day in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a great day we have planned for you on the show here today. We are going to continue a few things. It's Thursday, so you know we are going to continue our series with Father Skillman on Redemptori Omnis, the Redeemer of Man, the first encyclical of St. John Paul II. And then uh, we also have for our radio listeners today uh, a continuation of a homily we started the other day, a, a talk from Father Ripperger on what is holiness. You know, we're, we're trying to grow in holiness. It's the whole point of everything we do here on the show is to help you grow in holiness, to help me grow in holiness so that why we, well, if we want to become saints someday, which by the way, I would like to become a saint and I would like for you to become a saint. It's not just that I want to get to heaven. I, I want you to be there too. I want to go together. Maybe we won't be there at the same time, but let's all end up there in the end. You know, that's the goal. Um, so what is holiness? We're going to hear about that. And then we have a, a short Reflection from Father Goring on our aching need for the infinite. So that's all ahead today on the show. Let's go now to Mike Roberts to find out about the weather that's in store for today and our saint of the day. Today is the feast day of St. Andrew the Apostle. Born in Galilee, Andrew was just a little bit older than Jesus. Matthew identifies Andrew as Peter's brother. As the two fishermen are casting nets into the sea, Jesus calls them to follow, saying, I will make you fishers of men. John, on the other hand, identifies Andrew as a disciple of John the Baptist, who, when he sees Jesus, says, Behold, the Son of Man. This inspires Andrew and another disciple to follow Jesus. Before the multiplication of the fishes and loaves, it is Andrew who spots the boy who has them, and later, when some of the Gentiles approach Jesus, they first go to Philip, who then goes to Andrew. And it was Andrew who talked to Jesus, which some scholars suggest implies Andrew was uniquely close to Jesus. Tradition holds that Andrew carried the word of the Lord across Greece and Turkey, and the Christian historian Eusebius tracks Andrew preaching through modern-day Ukraine as far as Kiev. In Patras, which is now in modern-day Greece, he was martyred on an X-shaped cross because he deemed himself unworthy of being crucified in the same manner as Jesus. St. Andrew the Apostle, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Memorare to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored your help and sought your intercession were left unaided. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty 
hear and answer me. Amen. Well, once again, we are here to discuss the Redeemer of Man, St. John Paul II's first encyclical with Father David Skillman here on Roadmap to Heaven. And Father, I'm thinking back to my childhood, those books that we had that when, you know, the book order came through school, there were the regular books and then there were the 3D books that came with 3D glasses. And, it's you know, that's three dimensions. Normally books only occupy two dimensions. And I don't know what the radio equivalent of that is, and I have no special glasses for myself, you, or our listeners today. Uh, but we are going to get into some dimensions of this whole mystery of redemption today. We are. So uh, last time we talk about, talked about this idea of Christ the Redeemer coming to bring about a new creation. We're going to continue to focus in on the person of Jesus Christ and on the two, what he calls, dimensions of the Redeemer— uh, which we could also call the two natures of Christ, right? This is just kind of basic Christian theology, that Jesus is uh, true God and true man, right? He's divine and human. And so today we're going to talk about what he calls the divine dimension of the mystery of redemption, and next time we'll talk about the human dimension. But when he speaks about the divine dimension of the mystery of the redemption, he's talking about what is revealed about God in the person of Jesus Christ. So what we learn about the divine um, from Jesus Christ, and he sums it up essentially with the phrase, the eternal fatherhood of God, right? This is what Jesus reveals to us. He calls God Father. He teaches us to call God Father in the Our Father. He reveals God as a father who, who loves us, right? and desires are good. And so, just to draw from his words here, he says, the God of creation is revealed as the God of redemption. The, the same God who created now comes among us in order to redeem us. As the God who is faithful to himself and faithful to his love for man and the world, which he revealed on the day of creation, his is a love that does not draw back before anything that justice requires in him. So when Jesus reveals God as Father, at the heart of this is love, right? The Father is one who loves his, his children, his sons and his daughters. And this is revealed in Christ who loved us to the point of, of giving his life for us on the cross, which is what he means when he says that, that this God who loves us does not draw back before anything that justice requires in him, right? He, he wants us to be saved. He wants us to be redeemed. And for that to happen... Um, it requires this laying down of his life for us on the cross, his paying the debt of our sin so that we can be saved. And so then he says, above all, love is greater than sin, than weakness, than the futility of creation. It is stronger than death. So this is what he's saving us from, right? Our sin and ultimately its greatest consequence, death. He goes on, it is a love always ready to raise up and forgive always ready to go to meet the prodigal son, always looking for the revealing of the sons of God who are called to the glory that is to be revealed. So the, the tone is interesting here. Classically, uh, theology spoke about the cross satisfying the, the anger or the wrath of God. So this idea of repaying, right, injustice. Uh, but John Paul II speaks of it as satisfying justice because it fulfills the, the love of God. Like, if God is love, then it's just for him to die on the cross out of love, right? To fulfill that, 
what love is. And, and so love willing the good of the other, the cross justifies man because it restores the good that was lost through sin. This, this mystery of the redemption. And then the last sentence of this section goes like this. This revelation of love is also described as mercy. And here he cites the Summa Theologica of St. Thomas Aquinas. He says, in man's history, this revelation of love and mercy has taken a form and a name, that of Jesus Christ. Uh, He's anticipating, perhaps in a way, his next encyclical, which is going to be on mercy. Adiva is in misericordia. Um, And this is going to become a constant theme throughout his pontificate. He institutes Divine Mercy Sunday, for example. Uh, So this revelation of of love is, is really the divine dimension of the mystery of redemption because it helps us to understand that God is love. He is a father who, in the person of Jesus Christ, gives us this gift of, of mercy, which is what love looks like when it encounters any sort of suffering, any sort of, of misery. And therefore, it is fulfilling justice because it is God being true to himself, being true to, to love and everything that love requires for our, our redemption, for our salvation. So this is the divine dimension of, of the mystery of redemption, this revelation of the love of God. I want to go back to something that you brought up at the beginning of today's segment, and it's that, quote, the God of creation is revealed as the God of redemption, as the God who is faithful to himself and faithful to his love for man and the world. And I, I think that's so important to go back to that God is not just faithful to us. You know, it, it's not just that he wants us to be with him in heaven. And so, I mean, we'll do whatever to, to get you there. No, he, he's not going to throw out his word. He's going to be faithful to what he said. And that means it's not an open door where anyone gets in, uh, you know, do whatever you want in this life. It doesn't really matter. You can go sin as much as you want. God's going to look past all of your sin and uh, just say, well, you know, Adam, I don't really care about that. Come on in, you know, be, be in union with me for eternity. And it's, well, no, God's not going to be unfaithful to himself. And uh, we were talking about justice a little bit in this as well, and that's where it comes in. You know, you and I, we can't restore the bond. We can't repair the damage on our own. But as you said, this revelation of love and mercy has taken a form and a name, that of Jesus Christ, because here's God saying, all right, I'm going to be faithful to what I said. I'm going to be faithful to my justice. But I also love you so much that I will go ahead and do the work to bring you home. And all that's left for you and I is to say, okay, I I choose to have that conversion to say, I want to be part of this. And so many in our culture are like, well, as long as I'm a good person, Father, isn't that enough? (laughs) Don't I just need to be? I'm I'm not as bad as that guy over there, that Adam Reich guy I keep hearing on the radio. Yeah, uh, there's such a richness to that passage that you just quoted. Maybe our listeners would want to go back and read this. It's paragraph nine of Redemptor Hominis, but just this idea of God who is faithful to himself and again, who is God? He is love, right? And so it wouldn't make sense. First of all, God created purely out of love, right? Nothing else explains why he would create. So that's why John Paul said in that very line, his love, which he revealed on the day of creation. And if that's the case, it also doesn't make sense that God would create and then we would, you know, ruin it through sin. And he would just say, well, oh, well, you know, yeah. we tried. No, because he is love and he's not going to give up. He's going to redeem and then we have to respond. This is love, right? Love for us then to respond 
he made us free so that we could respond in love to that gift of his love or choose to reject it. Yeah. And that's what we're going to get into next week, if I if I remember correctly where we're going with this. is Today's the divine aspect of this, and next week is the human that's right. aspect of this. The so humanity. A little spoiler alert for you here on our Thursday morning class with Father Skillman. Uh, we are going to stop here for today, though. And, Father, until next time, this has been fantastic. Thanks, Adam. A most commendable indulgenced prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus. Shower copiously thy blessings on thy holy church, on the supreme pontiff, and on all the clergy. Grant perseverance to the just, convert sinners, enlighten infidels, bless our parents, friends, and benefactors, assist the dying, liberate the souls of purgatory, and extend over all hearts the sweet empire of thy love. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, most kind, Bless us now and in death's agony. From a sudden and unprovided death, deliver us, O Lord. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. Well, that is our show today. Now, I mentioned before we went to the break with, uh, right before Father Skillman's segment at the end of the talk from Father Ripiger about, you know, it, it can be a frightening prospect. And I had a listener text me during the break to say, yeah, it, it's kind of scary stuff to know what the devil and the demons are doing. But, you know, I think of the great words of St. John Paul II, be not afraid. Be not afraid. And it's in that vein that I want to bring up the reminder that tomorrow we have our first Friday devotions. You know, one of the, the primary motivations we do our first Friday devotions is that our Lord asked us to do this in reparation for sins against his sacred heart. So, again, he asked in his apparition to St. Margaret Mary Alico that we would observe nine consecutive First Fridays where we would go to Mass and receive Holy Communion and then pray in reparation for sins against the sacred heart or pray in honor of his sacred heart. Now, that's, that is a primary motivation for why we do this. But I want to talk about another great motivation for us. It's that in all of these things that we do, whether it's the first Friday devotion that we're going to observe tomorrow, the first Saturday devotion that we will observe on Saturday, where we go to confession, go to Mass, receive Holy Communion, pray the Rosary, meditate for 15 minutes upon the mysteries of the Rosary in honor of the Immaculate Heart of Mary on those five first Saturdays, all of these things— most especially, most especially the sacraments are conduits of grace, you know. And that's why it's so important. If you fall out of the state of grace, if you commit a mortal sin, as soon as you can reasonably get to the sacrament of reconciliation, go without haste, without delay, without hesitation, without pause. Just go so that you can be back in that state of grace to have sanctifying grace in your soul that only God can put there. You know, I can't merit it. You can't merit it. Nobody listening right now can merit it for themselves. Only God can bestow that gift of sanctifying grace. 
And he gives us actual grace to help motivate us, to help keep us drawing near to him, seeking that state of grace, seeking everything we need in this life. And when we observe this First Friday devotion tomorrow and First Saturday devotion on Saturday, the natural effect of that is that we are going to draw closer to him. And as scary as it is to think about, oh, you know, the demons can do this, the devil's aim is to do that, God's aim is that we would be in heaven with him that we would love him so much that we would reject sin and that we would go to him. And the closer we draw to him, the more we are under the mantle of his protection. I used to think that this was about me going out and being strong enough to fight against temptation on my own, being strong enough to go out and fight against the demons on my own, being strong enough to go do this on my own. That was when I was younger and foolish and thought I knew everything. Now that I'm growing older, my eyes are opened every day more and more to the fact that I cannot do this without God, that I need him, that I need his grace. The best thing I can do is just say, Lord, help me to do your will today and go to Mass, to pray, to pray the rosary, to pray the chaplet of divine mercy, to spend that time in mental prayer, most especially every day, in conversation to God. You know I love that phrase, cor ad cor locator, heart speaks to heart. Draw near to the Redeemer. Draw near to the Savior. Ask the Holy Spirit daily to work in my life. Ask the Father for protection as we pray in the Our Father every day. It's so vital. And that's why if we do those things, I'm confident in those words of St. John Paul II when he tells us to be not afraid. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, Lord, especially, we pray that you would bless us uh, with protection. We pray that you would give us the grace we need to resist temptation and to choose to do your will. And we thank you for this hour together as we pray all glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us in the name of the Father. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Roadmap to Heaven today on Covenant Network. Tomorrow, we are going to devote ourselves to First Friday and First Saturday. Until then, thanks for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven. Don't forget to pray your rosary today. And as St. John Paul II reminds us, be not afraid. <laughs>